Hey, it's not quite the DeLorean, but we're going back in time with a new podcast feed full of all my favorite interviews in the history of the Bill Simmons podcast. We're coming up on seven years now. I've had an unbelievable collection of athletes, celebrities, showrunners, directors, Matt Damon, Denzel Washington, Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett, Shirley Theron, Tom Hanks, Bill Burr, Kevin Durant, Peyton Manning, The Undertaker, Eddie Vedder, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, he actually came on. Dave Grohl, Quavo, Barack Obama. I mean, what else can I tell you? I've had Al Pacino with Barry Levinson. I've had people like Steph Curry, Jason Bateman, John C. Riley, Jonah Hill. I could just, I could keep going and going. But wait, there's more. Whether it's your first time or you're planning on revisiting some of your favorites, make sure you head to BillSimmonsInterviews.TheRinger.com for the entire archive. You can sort by genre, year, and more to easily navigate all your favorite people. Follow the Bill Simmons podcast, The Interviews, on Spotify now. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yes, my friends, this is a playoff edition of Fairway Rolling, the golf podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I, my birdie buddies, am your starter, Joe House. Joining me, as is our way, the incomparable 
Nathan Hubbard, our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground. There's only room for a two ball at this stage in the season. The first tee is wide open. Let's stride over and try our very playoff best at striping one right down the middle. Nate Dog, how you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling like the Z spot is the place to be. The Z spot is always the place to be. Congratulations to our homie, the Z spot, right? He found it. He, he found literally the Z found spot. it. Let's talk about in the first place the notion of creating your own luck through hard work and hard practice. I mean, lots of different people have different sayings that that are derive that, that capture the notion that you create your own luck. Um the Z-Spot had two shots that impacted in a very direct and significant way the outcome of this tournament down in Memphis, Tennessee with our homie, Chris Verno. Shout out, Verno. Uh, he hit on 16, the, the very birdieable par five, a ball that hit into, he drove it right, which was kind of his miss off the tee. Mm -hmm. And it was so far high up into the tree that the tree processed the ball and threw it forward another 20 yards into the middle of the, the fairway. fairway. Well, the right side of the fairway, not the middle of the fairway. And he immediately converted that portion of good luck into a birdie. Even more remarkable. Definitely more remarkable. One of the more remarkable shots you'll ever see in competitive golf. He managed to, on the third hole of the playoff, strike a tee shot that, on this par three, landed atop a rock wall and bounced no less than three times, possibly closer to, to, to nine times, straight up and down, adjacent to the water, and did not ricochet into the water, which all of us would have expected 96.5% of the time but instead came to rest adjacent to the turf, thereby giving him an advantage because he was more proximate to the hole after his playing competitor watched this and immediately dumped it into the water. Zalatoris ended up with the, with the opportunity to select what he wanted to do, and because he watched his playing competitor hit his third shot into the bunker, an impossible play, he was able to to have that information and convert it into the the the, the uh, tournament winning strategy of uh, going to the drop zone, hitting it to seven feet and sinking the putt, hitting it to the seven feet and sinking the putt. Very much in line with the entire day, his ball striking was superb, and yet it always requires a little bit of luck to get across the goal line with these things, right, Nate? Dog, you're not even referring to the second playoff hole, which was the 18th again, where he once again blew a drive way right, and it hit the cart path and could have gone out of bounds very easily, but appeared to, again, catch very friendly tree action and settle down inbounds right near the fence. Sepp Straka then followed it up. Man, Sepp really was trying to give it to him. Wasn't he? he? I mean, Will, Will was trying to give it to Sepp, but Sepp just wouldn't take it. I, but that too was very fortunate because he could have been back on the tee hitting three and losing the advantage 
that Straka gave him by nearly putting it in the water. And then, you know, they, they both, they both made a par there, but holy moly, uh, there was a lot of interesting caddy player chatter down the stretch on Sunday. And what a coincidence that Will had let go of his longtime caddy in the middle of the tournament at Wyndham brought on new guy who twice talked him into the right decision. First on that second playoff hole where Will had a four iron or something out, looked like he was going to try to bend, you know, a crazy Dr. Fady around a tree and go at, go at the green. And the caddy just said, I just, I'd think differently about this if he was in the fairway, but he, he meaning Sepp Straka, but Straka's in trouble. We got to just punch this out. So he made the right call there. And he definitely made the right call talking him out of trying to hit it out of the rocks. Did you see they went back and a guy took a chunk at that with a, with, with a wedge and it, it just plunked right back into the water. Of there course. was no chance he was going to get out of that. I mean, because look, if Straka on that par three, if Straka just takes enough club and hits the green, Willie Z has to try to hit it. Yes, I agree. That's right. His only option would have been to try try and hit it. And... I think I'm going to be glass half full to Sep. I'm going to be nice uh, to Sep rather you than... You should. You know what I he, mean? He qualified for the Masters. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy has been horrible since his win, and he just put himself into the Masters. He's He will absolutely make the top 30 tour championship, and all those guys auto-qualify for the Masters. Way to well, go, Sep. And th- those aren't even his his most significant accomplishments. He is the ambassador of the squares shoes, Nate dog, the the ubiquitous squares. I'm so impressed by the performance. You might see me the next time we're together. They've, they've come up with some pretty sporty squares out there. Nate dog. Don't be surprised. He He took them off briefly to get into, get into the pond to see if he could play a lie out of there. Yeah. He had to see, he had to uh, inspect all options and he's not going to soil those beautiful squares. No, God, God bless him. That that is absolutely a glass half full performance uh, from Sep. But back on Will, the T ball was pretty shaky. I mean, for all of the talk that we've had about the putter, and I, I know there was a blow up on on Twitter about that. We'll get we'll get to that. But through the end of May, he was ranked 166th in in putting. He was losing a third of a stroke putting per round. I watched it with my own two eyes for two days in Texas at the, at the Byron Nelson. He played with my brother and I watched him. It was hard to look at just hard. The the takeaway was shaky. The, it it looked like he had the yips and I texted you that from the course. It looked like he had the yips since June 1st. He's 25th on tour gaining over half a shot around putting. And this week, no different. He was right in line. He was 25th overall in putting. Those putts on the 18th hole and then in the playoff were clutch. And that we knew was what has been in the way. Because when you strike the ball as well as Will did, he was, I mean, off the tee, he was not, he was 80th in round one. He was 60th in round two in the last round off the tee. So like, that's pretty hard. He was flailing the ball right. But when you are one of the best ball strikers in the world. And he was first in approach. When the putter comes around, you're going to win golf tournaments. And we just were waiting to see it. I thought that release of emotion on the 18th hole, what are they going to say now, was the culmination of a guy who has been unbelievably classy and gracious 
in near-miss defeats all season long with a lot of people saying, hey, when's he going to win? Well, he'd only played less than 60 times on tour. But this, this, just like you think maybe Tony Finau is unleashed after those back-to-back wins, this could be trouble for the rest of the field because he won and he won the hard way. So many positives. And I want to start with uh, congratulating you on bringing it back around after laying out those negative aspects of his putting because God forbid Scott Fawcett listen to this podcast <laughs> and hear you touting those those numbers, the struggles with the putter. I mean, the live tweeting by Scott Fawcett, and I hope everybody by now has seen uh, Justin Thomas's tweet. Um, he he he. I felt like it was a pretty gentle upbraiding of, of check Fawcett. yourself, bro. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, Scott Fawcett, what a devotee. If you don't know who Scott is, he's the mentor and teacher and, and he's been working with uh, Zalatoris for a long time and they really have collaborated on um, his putting <laughs> and Fawcett listening to the broadcast on Sunday was live tweeting both at Dan Hicks and at, at Brad Faxon and just telling them to fuck themselves like so hard. Uh, and it it's, it's a wonderful array of of tweets showing nothing but but naked support for his boy. I admire it. Um he went on a golf po- uh, digest podcast I think yesterday where he explained it was a joke. Um fuck you Dan Hicks doesn't feel like that big of a joke to me, but what do I know? <laughs> what do I know? Um but to your point as it relates to Willie Z, the thing that that um warms my heart. We've we've loved him um yes. for for a while. He came on the pod Last year, super composed kid, so ready for the limelight. His his you mentioned it, his composure, um, both in terms of talking about the value of the tour and his own commitment to the tour, in addition to in the face of the smallest F you can come up with, failures that he's experienced, his inability to win the majors where he's had that opportunity. Right. Just, you know, so on point. But the thing that I particularly um, am intrigued by is the enormous improvement year one to year two. Like this is the first year that he could play in the playoffs because of the cockamamie way that they, um, you know, concoct the eligibility, uh, on tour for playoff competition and, it, and his very first playoff, he comes out and wins also very quick tangent. I am now so far in the camp of loving these playoffs. I absolutely adore the fact that we have great fields in August playing. I wish they would play better venues. Uh, I understand mm. the Memphis situation didn't, is yeah. didn't tip love of the, the hat. course. Yeah, it's tip love of the, the tournament. Tip of the hat to the FedEx though. FedEx puts up yeah. the money, has and, created this thing. And I and love it, the St. Jude component as well. Exactly. Wonderful. Wonderful um, charitable com- component and all of the shine that those kids get. They so, so richly deserve. Um, but it is in a moment where there's just a dearth of top-notch sporting competition, yes. like, you know, it's like the dog days in baseball. Right. Um, and there's really nothing else going on. Why don't we just have a vehicle by which the very best golfers in the world are up against one another? And I know it's post-major season. We're not equating this with, with majors. I just like every opportunity that we get to see the best play against each other. That's all. It doesn't feel that complicated. And that's what we got. It's all we fairway rolling. It's all we want is best players playing. And there was a moment 
at the start of this round where you might have shrugged your shoulders at the leaderboard and been like, you know, I don't really care about Lee Hodges. I don't really care about, 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 about down the list. Yeah. We and, won't name names, but there were a lot of, I don't yeah, care about and guys geez, on Scotty Scheffler and Rory. They're not around playing. They missed the cut. It yeah. seemed like some names missed. So maybe this, is, but this is the beauty of the structure of the tour. And there are lots of problems with the tour. And Tiger Woods is on a jet right now to go meet with the guys in Delaware and talk about a bunch of those problems and how they're going to solve it uh, from within. But this was a super fun finish <laughs> and you just can't, you can't make it up. And I look, Azinger said it. It's like, there's the feeling, there's no amount of guaranteed money can, can sort of, you know, replicate that feeling that Willie Z had when he just finally let it out in, in the arms of his fiance. That, that was a great moment. And I'm with you. This is fun. It's fun. And you know, we, we got what you kind of expected the way the leaderboard ended Saturday night, I woke up with lust in my belly for what I knew the odds were going to offer in yeah. terms of, of great guys making a move. I got John Rahm at yeah. 70 to one to win the tournament. Now, John mm -hmm. Rahm, all he did was shoot 66 and finish at 11 under and, and missed the playoff by four shots. But he, he had, he was three under through like the first five holes. And I said, here we go, daddy, 70 yeah. to one for John Rahm. Yeah. And I got Wills Alatoris at four to one and I plowed right into it four to one for, you know, and then look at how the leaderboard played out. John Rahm, 66, Colin Morikawa, 67. Fina shot a 68 that easily could have been a, a 66 or 67. Yes. Uh, Fitzpatrick, look, look, uh, 68, uh, Justin Thomas's, uh, 66, 66 put them inside the top 15 sung jay's sung jay you know sat 63 on saturday and limped to a 69 but yeah. still you know top 15 and he was he was our guy um you know th this tank kim another appearance oh by tank don't kim. get me started tank don't kim, get me started 66 on tank. 69 over the weekend We're like, look at these top tank. 15 guys look at all these guys no, no, in the it, top 15 it, yeah neiman's there it, cam smith is there victor's in the top 20 like all the best guys showed out uh, who, who made it to the weekend. And it felt good. It felt great. It felt great. And then you have guys like uh, Lucas Glover and Brian Harmon, who took advantage of the enhanced uh, scoring system to put themselves, in Harmon's case, he's pretty comfortably inside the top 30 now. So it yeah. seems like if we can just, you know, have a make the or the, it's a no cut event coming up here. It's it's, it's no Wilmington. Cut. So reasonable showing. Yeah. You got JJ Spawn at 30th. He really wilted on Sunday. I felt yeah. bad for him. Yeah. That was yeah. that was tough to see. Uh I think he was just trying to get the hell out of there. But JJ Spawn is sitting there in the 30th spot. The distance between him and Adam Scott is 400-ish points. Adam Scott is 45th. The last time a golfer outside the top 45 uh, in the FedEx at BMW qualified for the Tour Championship was Keegan Bradley in 2018. He won. And the last to do it without a win was Robert Castro in 2016. So there are, there's not a ton of precedent for guys jumping in outside the top 45, but from Adam Scott to JJ Spawn is only basically 400 plus points. And that is basically the gap between 20th and 45th or 20th 
and 11th, uh, 11th and 20th, I should say, which is just like, it's not out of the realm of possibility that any of those 15 guys can hurdle JJ Spawn. He was plus seven or so on, right? Yeah. So he had a tough, tough day. You could see him falling out. Certainly, you would think that Brian Harmon, who is about 400 points ahead, Horschel at 22, Harmon at 23, 400 points ahead of J.J. Spawn, that those guys are probably safe. But J.J.'s 30th, Corey Connors is 29th, Kiz is in there, Sahith Tagala is in there with a chance to qualify for the Masters, Davis Riley. Those guys definitely could be vulnerable depending on how those guys in the top 15 play. And look, Adam Scott played real golf. I mean, he he heated up in a big way with the putter. His his ball striking was honestly pretty pretty piss poor. I mean, he he was first in putting on the week. He was 51st in approach. So, but a guy like Adam Scott, if he figures out his irons, he's Adam fucking Scott. He probably could. You know, he he thrives in these playoffs. You could easily see him jumping in. We got big names like Keegan is in the top 45. Mito is in the top 45. Shane Lowry is just hovering there at 37, only a couple hundred points back. Mav McNeely, who has not showed up a bunch late, Aaron Wise. But th- there are a lot of guys who could move in in this last week. And once again, I'm sort of interested in the top of the leaderboard and the top of the standings because it matters how you start the Tour Championship. But I'm particularly interested in these players around the cut. So listen to, Nate Dog the enthusiasm in which you, you embrace this structure and the time that you've clearly spent dissecting where guys reside. The, the 30,000-foot-level view is there's been lots of criticism of this um, event, the artifice of playoffs, all, all of it, and it's fair enough criticism. But going back to the point, that we made sort of at the outset, we like competitive golf and we like having the very best guys come together and parsing, you know, it it is uh, still yet for many of these guys, career altering to get inside that top 30. And, and both in terms of, of the winnings, the money is the money, but also what it means in terms of qualification for a whole variety of events I'm all, I, I watched with, and I, I hate to say it because I never want to put any kind of uh, a jinx out there in, in front of the golf gods, but Denny McCarthy is a local yeah. homie. He's a, yep. he's a Maryland dude with rich connections throughout yep. my local golf community, his family. And when he started off on Sunday, three under, now he ended up um, even on his Sunday rounds, he confronted a little bit of difficulty, but he still moved up from 42nd to 35th. I am sweating that shit because I want good things for Denny McCarthy. FOP, good friend of your bro. Like those are the kinds of stories that, that matter. And this structure provides a vehicle by which we can continue to root for guys that we like. We get to see them again. Uh, you know, the very best guys competing, we just have to figure out a way, and I'm not sure how to do it. We got to get some some Midwest golf courses. It looks like the BMW. Um, yeah, it goes back to Illinois next next year. Well, does it? Where is it? it? It's back at Olympia Fields. Oh, it is back at Olympia. So I, I'd like a rotation. Somebody put this on the Twitter timeline, and I meant to like it because I really appreciated the notion. It was three courses in like the greater 
Chicago area, the, your sort of Medina, your Olympia Fields. I can't right. remember the, the third one. And then another three, also kind of in in the Midwest, uh, your Bell Reeve, your I, I can't remember. But, you know, there, there are enough Midwest courses in the Midwest. I would say the great courses there don't get enough. Aaron Hills, you know, you could you could go visit sure. there. Um, those we don't see enough of those kinds of venues um, in, in the ordinary course. Anyway, constantly looking to innovate and improve all of which yeah. might help the product. Speaking yes. of which, yeah. <laughs> speaking of which, <laughs> yeah. Tiger's coming. Somebody, you know, the, my favorite meme of, of the morning uh, with this players meeting, Jay Monahan convened with, is it the players council or is it the entire, anybody no, I, who wants to well, show so up? There's a, there's a players council. And then after the players council, there's a group of 20, 25 guys of okay. the top guys who are yeah. going to sit with Tiger separately on their own. And then it's believed they're going to sit with Monahan. And there is a, a lot on the table for them to discuss. But this is the this is the circling of the wagons of the guys who are committed to the tour and want to see the progress that uh, they feel. You know, l- listen, we've talked about it here. A lot of this shit looks reactive, House. A lot of these changes look super reactive. They have been underway for quite some time as the TV deal was being negotiated. But man, there were some signs of this. And, and you know, I, I think the players are going to huddle on, is Monaghan the right guy to lead us forward? What else can we be doing from a communication standpoint? How do we protect and continue to grow this tour? And it speaks volumes that Tiger's getting on a plane and flying out there because you know he spent so much of his career trying to walk in the footsteps of Arnie and Jack, mostly Jack, but respecting what they built. And the last time that we heard him talk about this, you heard that sort of sense of betrayal because every single one of these guys is out here making this money because of Tiger Woods, period. That's and it. so you can't, you can't help but take it personally if you're him that there's people who are trying to undo something that they so carefully crafted and built up to benefit all these guys. There's 200 of them who have some level of eligibility each year. So to walk away from that, I think he feels pretty strongly about. And just as we've heard about him pulling strings behind the curtains of Ryder Cups and President's Cups, well, he obviously was pulling the strings when he was the captain, but that, that he's been behind the, the, a, a lot of things even this year calling Webb Simpson and accidentally spilling the beans that he was an assistant captain and all those things. Yeah, it's pretty clear Tiger has now taken the alpha role again and is is going to make sure that the tour that he built and protected puts his best foot forward. So the meme for this morning was Omar coming, which is the wire, <laughs> you know, and, and it's just just brilliant. Omar coming. Um, do you feel like he's coming for the purposes of knocking heads or do you feel like he's just going to, you know, make his case and then let, let the guys try and, and make the right decision. I mean, the, the, the thing about it with the group that's, that's convened here, none of those guys really need convincing. I think they're all coming at it from, from that's the same it. place and the, and the context here. And we, we were uh, deliberately taping last week's podcast during the pendency of the temporary restraining order hearing. And we broadcast the result to you plausibly live from the podcast we had the result from the judge. I wagered on the wrong side of it. Thank God I wagered. I mean, that was the, that's, that's job, what really you. tipped it. I mean, that's obviously everybody knows if I'm on one side of thing, get on the other side, fade house at all costs. The judge in her ruling um, offered up some uh, interesting observations that I've heard a lot of after the decision interviews 
where various folks have had on legal experts who are opining already that um, it's an enormous uphill climb for the live folks to make the the antitrust case. Now, there are all kinds of twists and turns yet to be had, um, and, and especially with the official World Golf Ranking points, which is the accepted um, uh, newly changed, newly updated metric for eligibility. And so that, that into the majors. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and the majors is the thing. Uh, I don't think we, we're going to keep going on this topic, but I I just want to take a quick aside. Did we talk enough about the calculus by the live folks and, or their lawyers to drag uh, Fred Ridley by name and the masters by name into their lawsuit. Did we cover that at all sufficiently last week? We did not. We did not. Are these motherfuckers the the dumbest people on fucking planet earth? Has anybody watched the last 40, 50, 80 years of the masters and said to themselves, let me, let me uh, take a shot at, you know, trying to antagonize the, these folks who who rule the roost in a manner that is that is unknown to to uh to the business world the sports world any any kind of it is an absolute lockstep rank and file organization where the leader speaks for the organization does does nobody at Gibson Dunn like to play golf and and think that the, who from Gibson Dunn thinks they're ever going to play Augusta again let me start with that question that's the law firm <laughs> None of them. None of them. Never. None of them now. I mean, they no certainly chance. didn't represent in that courtroom like they uh, like golf. Uh, but the, that was the strategy's bad. And by the way, I think that's why you saw Carlos Ortiz step aside from the lawsuit. I think there's a bunch of players who sort of went along with the strategy. And the core underlying premise and assumption of that strategy was we're going to win in court. And that's going to allow you to get into the majors. And so. Let's get in line. We've got the strategy all planned out. Gibson Dunn certainly would have gone up with a PowerPoint slide and said, here's how it's going to go down. This is when we're going to file these suits. This is where we think our case is strong and how we're going to win. But the premise was we're going to win. And so losing this first round where they didn't just lose, it's that the judge seemed to cast more doubt on the notion of Liv being shut out via antitrust activity than you might have expected to come out of that hearing that is that has some players concerned. And it's probably why Patrick Reed was over on the Asian tour trying to play for world ranking points last week. He basically earned zero points because... No, he, he earned half a point. I'm sorry. That's more than zero. Yes. And, and, and they've, they've redone the way that world golf rankings points are calculated for each tour. They've eliminated the... There, there used to be a floor where an event on the Asian tour would have a minimum number of points no matter what the actual strength of the field is. They've blown all that up now so that you are calculating the strength of field based on the quality of the golfers from a shots gain perspective who are in the tournament at the time. If there are shitty golfers, you are not going to win any points. And that is yet another blow to something like the Asian tour which is going to have a hard time making a case, right? We've joked here a lot that Jazz, Jen, whatnot. I, I knew Jazz it. Jazz is the is the world leader in manipulation of ranking points because he would do well on the Asian tour, cluster up these points, show up at the Masters and shoot 12 over, 
And you'd be like, how's this guy getting in? Well, that's how they were getting in, through the manipulation. Only of the you World were Rangers like ones. that. It's the jazz jizz rule. I mean, you really, you're so happy with, with what happened with this OWGR. They took jazz and they jizzed right on him. They said, that's it, jazz. You out. You you done. He gone. Ain't going to be no more jazz jizz We're not going to see jazz at the Masters. We're not going to see jazz at the Masters so. anymore. I I, but I, listen, so. I hope he enjoyed the walk. And to your point, I, I think there's some other guys who certainly woke up on the other side of that lawsuit wondering about their ability to get in. I, I still think Liv is a formidable entity. It's not going anywhere. The Saudis, if anything, are going to double down uh, on their support because from a face-saving perspective, it would not be great for the brand to wrap this thing up in the near term. And they've already committed a lot of dollars. So th these things are going to be out there for a while. And we still know Cam Smith is gone. I mean, he's gone. And as you have talked about before, we may see Hideki go too. It's going to be pretty hard, pretty hard for Augusta to not have the reigning British Open champion in the field for a long time to come, right? So I, I think there still will be pressure to figure out how some of these things happily coexist. But uh, the, the PGA Tour won quite a bit in the last week, and I think Tiger sees that and sees the momentum and is flying out to rally the troops. This is not about speaking to the unconverted. I think this meeting is amongst the converted, making sure that they are wholly aligned in their public messaging, in what they want from the tour going forward to make sure that they don't alienate any more, you know, it, it, Tank Kims. They need Tank Kim on the PGA Tour, not, uh, not over on live. So how do they make sure that they lock it up for the next decade to come? And I, I, I just love the tiger gives a shit. Yeah. And, and that really does speak to, um, his legacy. He's understanding, uh, recognizing the impact on his own legacy that this, this moment kind of poses and, you know, God, did, God, God bless him professionally can we, for this. Can we bet on whether Monaghan is the PGA tour commissioner in three months? See, I, I I think he he has a reasonable chance at, at surviving. Um, I do too, but I'd like to see the odds on it. <laughs> well, we can get FanDuel to write write you know <laughs> write some odds for us. We could just put in the request. We're pretty friendly with those guys. Yeah. Um. So what what do you think uh, will be the news that comes of today's meeting? What what do you expect? Honestly, I'm not expecting much other than a story that the top guys all huddled with ideas and fervent determination to defend the PGA tour going forward and that they're committed to staying. Yeah, it's going to be one of those. Yeah. I, I think this is just a bit of a show of force. I, I'm rooting for, um, at some point, I don't think it's today's meeting, uh, but I know they're working hard on it. We, they really need to protect the pipeline. That's, that's the, that's it. the most vulnerable yep. Um, constituency and live success in grabbing the former USA, you know, some USAM winners and some top of the world amateurs uh, and giving them, you know, some contracts. Now, the interesting thing, those kids are so young that um, they're, you know, the, what's been reported is that those deals are only, they're not lifetime deals, right? If it's only like a five-year deal right. for a 22 year old or um, the kid whose name I'm always forgetting uh, from, from Columbia, um, who's also, you know, very young, they may yet come out of with this, this primer money, um, and playing, you know, mildly yeah. competitive golf on this exhibition tour, and then go ahead and start their, their competitive careers after that. I don't, can't imagine why the tour would, would impose life, lifetime bans on guys that 
are no. that were never on tour, right? No, no. It, look, I think you're right about all those things. I also think that putting, you know, th- that Patrick Cantlay is not sitting on the uh, solution to that. There's somebody at the tour who is thinking about all those things. I don't think this is a meeting where suddenly, you know, Scotty no. Scheffler and Xander have figured no, out no. H- how to onboard. I, I think this That's is right. more of a rally the troops type meeting. But and, and I, I expect that those guys will sit with Monaghan who will say, here's what we think are the priorities. And if th- if that path to the PGA Tour for young guys that you just laid out is not on the agenda, then they should fire him. But I'm absolutely <laughs> sure it will be one of his key priorities. I, I just think they've got to figure out, you know, just as we look at the top 30, who's going to be in? I mean, it's so many guys who just showed up. Here's Cam Young. Hello. Tank Kim. He's somewhat on the bubble, but it feels like he's going to be. Hello. Here's Will Zalatoris, who couldn't even play the damn playoffs last year. Like, how do we accelerate the rise of some of these guys? That's right. And they're in a position, and this was part of what you referenced a couple pods ago, about you know the the calculation they're sharing with everybody. Look at the career earnings that Jim Furyk would have had if if all of this sure. money had been pumped in. But they really are on the precipice of the new rights deal, the money from the new rights deal, the economics from the new rights deal kicking in and giving them the opportunity to, to greatly in, inflate purses and to reward the top guys um, and to continue to reward. Um, you know, the, the impact use the pip as a way of, of encouraging guys. Now I still don't understand why the pip only has 10. Why wouldn't it go? You know, yeah. you can, well, that you can, may be part of the conversation. I mean, that's the reason dumb. is that, yeah, well, they're just trying to load up the top 10 guys because fine. they know, they know that there's very few people who could leave who move the needle, but yes. there are a few. And so they want to keep them happy. And that's really the question that I want to ask you, because let's go back out to 30,000 feet. On the world ranking points, it's really about whether Cam Smith is going to get into majors in the future and Brooks and DJ, or is their world ranking going to drop because they're not getting any points and therefore they're not technically eligible for the major. That would be the most cutthroat, let's starve this league and force these guys back move. It only really works, though, if, like, do people care whether Brooks shows up and Bryson shows up? Like, do you think that fans, that there will be pressure on the majors to keep these guys in. It, just, it feels like to me, if you're a major, you want the best guys playing now because the, the dilution and the separation uh, between the two leagues actually makes you the only place where the best guys play. So it seems far-fetched that the Masters isn't going to want to have Bryson DeChambeau playing, doesn't it? It does feel uh, far-fetched, although... Uh, Bryson hasn't played well at the Masters, but maybe that's part of, of what makes him interesting. Cam he's Smith, a, whoever, he's a right? compelling figure with you know who's won a major in the last you know handful of years. So do you know, fans I, care enough to pressure no, the majors? No, to pre- no, I don't think, I don't don't think do. so. I don't think so. None I mean, of those we guys. Care. Yeah, no, I I do like the notion of of. You know, what what we saw, for instance, at the British Open, where you had three guys in the top 12, you know, Bryson finished in the top 12. Um, uh, DJ was in the top 12 at the British Open, and I can't remember yeah. who, who who I'm not remembering right now, but they 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 showed out well. And it, Patrick, you know, made the point, well, we, we, I'll put us up against uh, the, 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 the tour. 
Yeah. Well, and the, the opportunity will be in the majors, and they'll play well or they won't. But uh, the, the, the drama has us sometimes try to go to an extreme, which is like, oh, yeah, they're going to starve the live guys, and we'll never see Patrick Reed in a major again because he's going to have zero world ranking points. It feels like general apathy is going to lead to some, like, purgatory state where, you know, the major's interests are to have all the best guys. And so they're going to find a way to create some special invites or something where they bring some of those guys in and assuming that they perform okay in the majors, that they continue to get these special invites. And then the two tours largely are separate through the course of the regular season, which for us as golf fans sucks because we're not seeing the best guys play every week against each other in and out. But where, you know, Liv still seems to have some aged guys and a few young Cam Smiths. PGA Tour has most of the Haas, you know, 20-something hitters. And that's kind of where it ends up. I, I don't I know. Think, it, I think you're right about that. I mean, the, the thing with the British Open and the U.S. Open, those guys can qualify. It's open qualifying. If you've got the game, you can go qualify. I mean, it, it's still the most democratic uh, of eligibility conditions, right? Yeah, but my guess is that they're going to find a way to create some special situations to in, to invite those guys and not force them through the baseline of qualifying. But that's fine. We'll I don't I don't even really have a, a, any issue with that. I would write, like to see Cam Smith in the majors. I mean, yeah, you know, like I'd should, like to see yeah. Hideki in the majors. Yeah, it, it doesn't benefit. The, I understand the players might boycott. Okay, but I I think well nobody's boycotting. I mean, that's nobody's an boycotting. Thing. That's it's absurd. just not going to happen. It's no. like good luck. It, yeah. it, it's just nobody cares enough and and right. and blowing up the whole thing to throw a temper tantrum is is sort of silly i think so i i think that's where it ends up and it, to be honest it's just going to make the legal stuff a joke and a, and a sideline and it may it, maybe it's just going to burn out because at the end of the day the the pj tour players really circled around this idea of, hey, you want to go take the money, go take the money, no problem. But don't try to come back and double dip and take our money and jump back into our events while also getting paid elsewhere. That was the straw that broke the camel's back, I think, in the last week. Uh, so I, I just, I think, I'm sorry, Cam Smith, you're not going to get to play Riviera. That's going to be your punishment for taking $100 million. It's a trade-off. That, that is interesting. Let's, let's do Cam Smith for 10 seconds. Do you think that as he walked around and, you know, um, interfaced with the guys in the locker room, do you think that there's any uh, basis in connection with his announced withdrawal from uh, the BMW at Wilmington Country Club um, because of friction that he detected in his experience at Memphis? I think these are not mutually exclusive things. I think he certainly would have detected a little bit of friction, but I also think he's in these playoffs there's an 18 million dollar first prize he is third every single bit matters and where you finish this week determines how many strokes ahead or behind you start at east lake cam smith is hurting he's here to make the money listen if he didn't care about the money he wouldn't play playoffs at all because it's not fun for him to sit in those press conferences and everybody ask 11 million you know, passive aggressive questions around why he's taken a hundred million dollar check, right? He, he would just bail on it and go, he wants to win this thing. So I think he's hurt. And I think he's probably not too bummed to not have to face the media this week. No argument on, on either count. Hey, hey, my Eagle enthusiasts, the PGA playoffs are here. So do not miss your chance to step up to the tee and take a swing at 
betting the PGA Tour on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet the tour with a no-sweat first bet. What that means is if you don't win, you're going to get your money back up to $1,000 in free bets. We are at the Wilmington Country Club, the BMW Championship. This week, my birdie buddies, Nate Dog and I are liking what we're seeing out of Colin Morikawa. You can find him in some matchups. We have him in a matchup with, with Tony Finau, plus odds. We always like Colin Morikawa sneakily climbing up the leaderboard as he did down in Memphis and showing out top five finish. We love him in this instance. We're also taking a look at John Rahman head-to-head against Rory McIlroy. God bless Rory. I think he's done. Look, you go on FanDuel, you can find these head-to-heads, you can find finishing position bets. We've got a nice parlay that you're going to see from us coming up. The promotions across the board are fantastic. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Well, here's what you do. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up using promo code ROLLIN, R-O-L-L-I-N, to get started with your very own No Sweat first bet up to $1,000. The FanDuel Sportsbook, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Promo code ROLLIN. Quick disclaimer, you have to be 21 years old or older and present in Arizona, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Louisiana, permitted parishes only, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, or Wyoming. First online real money wager only. The refund is issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in the following states, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Illinois. In Connecticut, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342. You can dial 1-88-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Louisiana is 1-877-770-STOP. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. The Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Wyoming, you call 1-800-522-4700 or you can visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Let's talk about the event this week. First time tour is visiting Wilmington Country Club, at least maybe they, you know, in some um, previous era, they played there competitively, but not in, in the modern era. This is a 70 player, no cut event, par 71. 68. 68. Who? Oh, because Cam's Fleetwood. out. Who else? Fleetwood. Oh, yeah. Uh, doing the family time. I thought that, um, I, don't, I, I won't belabor it. I thought Fleetwood jumping out and announcing he was jumping out when he did let another guy in, but uh, maybe I'm wrong about that. In any event, um, the features of this golf course, it is uh, bent grass greens. Uh, apparently, it's playing soft right now, the reports on the ground, um, because of some rain. You know, we're in that season here in August on the East Coast where thunderstorms roll through and sometimes yeah. dump two and a half inches worth of rain. 7,500 yards, um, big greens, thin fairways, lots of bunkers, hard to, you know, draw correlations between other venues but uh i think the thing to do is you're trying to prepare a betting card and this is betting not dfs because you can't um build a lineup with with all chalk but this is finally to me the moment where you just go chalk it's like all the guys that played great on sunday you when you when you see john rom shoot 66 and colin morikawa shoot 66 or 67 you know when those guys are out and starting you know on sunday to put the pedal down. That's what gives you uh, an idea of what's coming. Song Jay, uh, we had him as our sort of top dog going into Memphis. He he finished 12th uh, alone. He's he's absolutely right there, 63 on, on Saturday. Um, and, you know, some folks are, are looking at uh, Cam Young, who's off the tee and ball striking were both awesome. And he w- he putted one of the worst uh, amongst the in- entire. Yeah, he was 68th um, in putting last week. Yeah. Right. So there first you go. off the tee. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. And for all the complaining about Morikawa, who did miss some shorties on Sunday, he still was 26 overall putting for the event. So uh, if he can miss some shorties and still finish 20, like you see it's coming. Yeah. Um, who do you have your eyes on this week? Look, I, I am all in on 10 Kim this week. Not, wow. not to win, but I love, I mean, I think a top 20 tank Kim bet is the only thing that cooled off last week was his putter. He was fourth tee to green, but after gaining over 12 and a half strokes putting at Wyndham, he lost 0.4 strokes putting and was 57th here this week. So, I mean, he's, he was 45th around the green too. So his short game just settled down. Listen, nobody has seen this course or these greens. So the veteran advantage that might exist, say, at East Lake is not there. So he's coming in with that sort of fresh rookie. I don't 
love that he's playing yet another event in a row. You would think at some point it's going to slip a bit, but all of the ball striking metrics were great last week. We know he's an excellent putter, so if he can pick it up on these bent grass greens this week, I, I, he is potentially vulnerable in the FedEx Cup standings, right? He's sitting there at 25th. He's got 1,129 points. That's just really uh, a few spots inside of J.J. Spawn. So he's got to play well, and I love him to top 20 this week. Okay, so that's available right now on FanDuel at plus 105. We'll call that one of our favorite mm. bets this week. That's plus money on on Tank Kim to top 20. Yes, that works for both House and for Nate Dog. My favorite bet on the entire card um, is a head-to-head, and you can get John Rahm in a head-to-head against Rory at minus 102, uh, which is to say R- Rory is minus 126 in this head-to-head. Rom is minus 102. That's nearly even money for John Rom up against. So Rory said before the Memphis event, he hadn't touched a golf club. He hadn't thought about golf. I think he just went home and played with his, his daughter and maybe, you know, maybe he's getting ready to make another baby. Like he just reconnected with life because the outcome of the British open, he played so well. He was there for, the entire tournament, you know, but save for the last really three holes and and the ball bouncing tiny bit different over those last three holes. I mean, you know, obviously if he'd putted a little bit better earlier, but he carried the weight of that moment so well throughout the entire tournament. He played so well throughout the entire tournament. I think he's exhausted and I don't, you know, uh, it's not a shocker that he missed the cut at Memphis, I don't see him all of a sudden immediately revitalized, reinvigorated, mm-hmm. showing up to to Wilmington and being like, okay, I'm going to burn it down now. Uh, yeah. I'll take the guy who shot 67, 66 over the weekend at nearly even odds where he only has to beat one other guy and the guy that he has to beat um, is, is burned out from golf. I mean, am I nuts? No, but if we're talking about matchups, I'm surprised that you are not on Colin Morikawa versus Tony Finau, Colin plus 130. Well, I always love plus odds on Colin Morikawa. This has been one of the ways we've made money over the last two years on this program. I just have not prepared to go against Top Gun Tony, Nate Dog. I mean, okay. he Top Gun Tony was really in the mix, potentially. Uh, again, speaking of guys, you know, with, with the, the opportunity to win the golf tournament in Memphis. He was on the leaderboard. He was deserving of the TV time. Things yep. didn't go his way. He wasn't able to, to, you know, push all the way up to even in the playoff zone. But I mean, this version of, of top gun, Tony, you, I don't want to go against him. It, it's okay. a tiny uh, plus one thirty is really juicy though. That's, hold on. Let, that's let me write it down. Let me write it down. Let me go on. Yeah. This is Colin. Plus one thirty at that number, I have to play it. I do have to play it. You're right. I thought you might. Be. It's a you great might point. Like a little taste. Um, they want us. Speaking of taste, our good friends at FanDuel. Um, we always are looking out for opportunities. Now we've been going kind of big, you know, because we've trying to come up with some narratives for top twenty finishing position parlays for all the the, the betting birdie buddies out there. Um, this tournament, because of its uh. The, the the chalk taste that that is in our mouths. Um, I want to just try and go right down the middle with something. Get a little bit of of positive odds. What I, I want to combine 
John Rahm at minus 185, Colin Morikawa at minus 135, and Sung JM at minus 130. Those three guys to top 20. That three-leg parlay pays out plus 374, so that's almost four-to-one odds. Uh, I just want to, you know, get one out there. A little bit of a, a, a chalk play. And really what we're trying to do now, like, you know, the, the ones that we've done have been speculative because we like the stories and we're, we're just trying to hit one that covers off exposure previously. Nate dog, I'm here to tell you it's August the 16th and I am hot and heavy in my NFL review. And we're doing these NFL pods on the gambling, the ringer gambling show. You can catch them Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, but the entire ringer NFL universe is really ramping up. And so what we want is bankroll for football because football is coming. Omar is coming, but I'm here to tell you football is coming. So okay. nearly four to one odds on this little thing. Tell me, this is the way we do it in, in, in the football pods. Tell me which of those three is going to fuck us. I mean, here's the one thing I'm worried about. John Rahm last week was 50th in putting. And these are greens he hadn't seen before. I'm worried about John Rahm. Okay. That's, I mean... Top 20 is all we're asking for. It doesn't feel like a, a mighty yeah, ask, floats. but I appreciate it. No, I know. I know. I appreciate it. Uh, who do you think? Who's who, like, who are you worried about? Um, Sung Jay has more variance to me. You, you never yeah. know. But, you know, the 63 on Saturday was encouraging. I, I he, he, he gave me uh, all of the comfort that I need to go ahead and invest in him under these circumstances. But our, our, our standalone bets, Tank Kim plus 105 to top 20. And the head-to-heads, two head-to-heads now. Uh, John Rahm over Rory, minus 102. Colin Morikawa, plus 130 against Top Gun Tony. Let's go collect some money. There we go. For the birdie buddies, for the Eagle enthusiasts, for the par-saving pals. We have done it. That is your playoff edition. Playoff of Fairway Rolling. We're back next week because the playoffs keep rolling on. We can only hope we have an outcome as scintillating and sensational as what we got on Sunday. It livened up Sunday afternoon for us. I, I couldn't have enjoyed it anymore, Nate Dog. Same. Same. There we go. And we'll have some reports of whatever comes from Tiger banging some heads together. So we'll talk about that next week as well. Still wonderful opportunities to get out there on your own, my par saving pals. Throw a peg in the ground. And please, while you're doing it, let's head them straight out there. <laughs> <laughs>